Well, hello there. This is Peter Bergman here on Friday, November 25th, 2011 with your daily radio-free Oz podcast. Everything you know is wrong, 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 wrong. Today is Black Friday. Well, that always brings up to me images of the great crash on Wall Street, some other black day. But no, no, this is a positive because this is the day that American retailers go into the black. People... Bye, 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 bye for the Christmas season. And it is a frenzy out there today. Even though Occupy Wall Street is trying to tame the crowd by exhorting them to use smaller retailers, I think it's having little or no effect. Let me tell you how weird it, it's got. Competitive shopping turned violent at a Los Angeles area Walmart when a woman fired pepper spray to keep other shoppers at bay. Police say 20 people suffered minor injuries from the spray and subsequent rapid crowd movement. Witnesses say they heard screams coming from a crowd of shoppers, rushing for discounted Xboxes and various other equipment. In North Carolina, police used pepper spray to break up a Walmart melee, and gunfire was reported at another mall where shoppers were gathered. Well, I guess this woman must have been watching TV and saw Lieutenant Pike, a pepper spraying all of those non-violent protesters sitting on the ground. She figures, well, pepper spray is the weapon of choice. Out of my way, I want that discounted Xbox. We talk about the 99%, we talk about the 1%, but basically what we're really interested in is discounted electronics and their brothers and sisters on the shelf. It's an unsustainable lifestyle. I know I sound really preachy and all of that, but I really do yearn for getting more out of less. Small is not only beautiful, not only sustainable, it's, it's spiritually fragrant. Okay, okay, Pete, let's move on. Well, I, I thought yesterday, what am I thankful for? Besides having the opportunity to talk with all of you, I've got a lovely daughter, and I'm also thankful that I don't live in Syria. Syria seems to be ignoring the Arab League's ultimatum. It's gotten down to the point where even the Arab League is telling them to cool it. The 22-nation organization has given Syria 24 hours to agree to allow observers into the country or face possible economic sanctions. Possible economic sanctions. But a senior Arab League diplomat says that the deadline has passed with no word from Damascus. The Arab League said earlier it would consider freezing Syria's financial assets if the deadline is missed. Possible economic sanctions consider freezing the, you know, it's all like in the future. Meanwhile, the BBC reports that a steady stream of army defectors has been coming into the city of Homs as the demonstrations increasingly appear to be turning into an insurgency. Oh, Mr. Assad, as an ophthalmologist, you can see clearly, lose the army, lose the state, maybe lose your head. Well, while Syria is teetering on the brink of insurrection, things are bad in the Eurozone. Italy debt costs soar. Italy's borrowing costs skyrocketed today, with a country paying a record 6.5% to borrow over six months. Uh, treasury bills at six months right now are under a percent. And these people are paying six and a half times more. And it's double the cost a month ago. So it cost them three points plus a month ago and it's doubled. I mean, this is disastrous. 
The record-breaking price shows the appointment of a new emergency government to implement an austerity program has done nothing to slow the country's rising borrowing costs. Well, I mean, just throwing Berskelini out is not enough. It takes a while to change things. Earlier this week, a third of the bonds Germany put on sale failed to find buyers. German bonds, the gold standard, showing that the crisis has spread to previously stable Eurozone countries. Leaving the Eurozone aside, what we're talking about here may be the death of sovereign debt, something that has been with us since the late 17th century. The idea that sovereign debt is guilt-golded, it's da thing. In fact, in the Eurozone, they, uh, up until, well, still today, um, they may change their mind with things going haywire, they value the risk of sovereign debt at zero for the banks. So you don't have to carry any reserves against your sovereign debt, your Greek bonds, your what, pig bonds, Portugal, Italy, Ireland, and Greece. Oh, pig in out. Well, it goes further. The Federal Reserve right now is leveraged at about 60 to 1 because of all this loosening of uh, funds that they've poured into the economy by printing it. So if interest rates go back to their normal level, it's going to wipe out the Federal Reserve. Oh my, isn't it painful and surprising to learn that? Everything you know is wrong. Hello again, this is Bob Puhall. The last time I spoke to you, I was director of Republicans for a thoroughly Christian president. But we've moved up. We're no longer just a pack. We're a full-fledged political party. God's own party. The real GOP. Are you with us? Will you answer the call and get down on your knees and pray for Jesus to return before the Florida primary deadline? Jesus alone can deliver us from the Kenyan secret agent in the White House. Jesus is a perfect candidate. He's been a Christian longer than Rick Perry, Michelle Bachman, and Rick Santorum. He speaks more languages than John Huntsman. Newt Gingrich is a whiner. Jesus is a water into winer. He delivered loaves and fishes long before Herman Cain delivered pizza. He's in better shape than Ron Paul. And while Mitt Romney only talks the talk, Jesus walks the walk, even on water. And now that Governor Christie has opted out of joining those eight Republican losers, it will only take a word from on high to bring the governor on board as our VP-to-be. Think about it. Jesus Christie in 2012. Jesus Christie, that's the ticket. So dig down deep and send your 13 pieces of silver to God's own party, Golgotha Heights, Maryland. God's own party is open to all Americans except Muslims, Baha'is, Zoroastrians, Animists, Rastafarians, Sodomites, Blasphemers, Socialists, Communists, Trotskyites, Mensheviks, and Mormons. Habeas Corporations, Part 2. We stand at a tipping point in our nation's history. After 50 years of suffering, supporting, enjoying, and accommodating the corporate state, we have begun to revolt against this modern abomination. The Occupy Wall Street demonstrations that are catching fire across America is the beginning of a movement that will bring down the neo-feudal conditions we have been living in this once great nation. 
Initially dismissed by the corporate media and their wholly owned pundits as hippies and thugs, the OWS protesters now find themselves at the wrong end of police billy clubs and pepper spray. They're criticized for having no agenda. But if you turn on TV, you get a non-stop litany from progressives, from Barney Frank through Paul Krugman via Al Sharpton, leading the post-demonstration dialogue on income disparity, structural unemployment, record poverty, the criminal machinations of the financial community, and the unmitigated greed of the virtually untaxed super-rich. Corporations are a relatively recent legal fiction. They were originally chartered in this country in the early 1800s to promote canal building. Well, we've built all our canals, so let's do away with the corporate fiction. When they were initially chartered, corporations were required to reapply for certification every 10 years. Not a bad idea. What if a corporation the likes of GE had to go through a good neighbor done no harm check every decade? The PCB and the Love Canal would have been enough to decapitate them on the spot. The thoroughly illogical and outrageous concept that underlies the corporate fiction is that they are treated as persons before the law. Mitt Romney was right. Corporations are persons. He should know. He's the spawn of American Motors and was the chief greedster at Bain Capital, a morally indifferent cash vacuum. Corporations have all the rights of a real person, including the right of free political speech, granted them by the suborned majority of the Supreme Court. These monstrous fictions can hide behind their corporate veils and take little or no responsibility for their actions. The cigarette CEOs can peddle cancer, the oil company CEOs can pollute at will, and the Wall Street CEOs can connive and conspire to cheat their customers without having to look over the shoulders of their $5,000 suits. There's nothing natural about corporations. Jefferson didn't pen the right to life, liberty, and the reckless pursuit of corporate profits. We created these modern golems by law, and we can bloody well disestablish them. Would investors shun stocks if, along with their dividends, they had to share the liabilities arising from a corporation's misdeeds? If so, there's something intrinsically wrong with the system. The corporate state is reaping the whirlwind they stirred up with 50 years of unbridled sloth, planned obsolescence, union abuse, misogyny, and an insatiable lust for power. It's time to do away with the legions of fork-tongued lawyers, book-cooking CPAs, soulless spin doctors, slimy lobbyists, and political puppets that have maintained their destructive reign. They are all going to have to be thoroughly reformed, and in many cases done away with if the American Commonwealth is to survive and prosper. A sure sign of the sickness within the corporate state is the abysmal quality of the eight Republican garden gnomes vying to serve their corporate masters from the White House. Save, of course, for Ron Paul, who would trade chaos for the corporate state. Not much of a choice. Occupy Wall Street is not the solution. They are the catalyst for the change. The growing resistance will hasten the destruction of the GOP as a viable national party, and the Democrats will either be washed clean or drowned in the tsunami that's building as I speak. The Dems have stood snout to snout with the Republicans at the corporate trough. With political parties shrived of corporate cash and fat cat bundling, we the people may be able to actually participate in the process. Elect candidates with the smarts and the sand to mend and heal our crippled commonwealth. In other words, we will have the chance to wake from decades of just doing it and take responsibility for the lives we lead and the fragile globe on which we live it.
Just a reminder, it's your donations that keep me and Radio Free Oz on the air. So if you want these rants in your ears, go up to RadioFreeOz.com and press the big green button. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Holidays. participate in the process, elect candidates with the smarts and the sand to mend and heal our crippled commonwealth.